Hello all and welcome to our first ever edition of Soap Countdown. My name is Jonathan, also known as SoapWikiJohn on Twitter. I will be your host for this amazing adventure. On this podcast, each episode, we will be counting down our top five favorite or least favorite things related to the soap universe, ranging from today's subject of top five heroes to top five stunts, top five reasons why we question while we're still watching these shows, and everything in between. Each episode, we will be looking for your feedback, so please get engaged. Hit us up on Twitter and give your feedback, because listener feedback is what's going to make this podcast so much better, so help us get involved. Joining me today from the TV Source podcast, I have Corian at SourceCorian on Twitter. Corian, how are you doing today? Uh, doing great. I can't wait to start this. Lists are probably my favorite thing in the world. Dude, they <laughs> are amazing, and I've been looking forward to doing this for some time. Also joining me today, I have Tony Ann, also known as T, whose Twitter is XOTonyRoneyXO. Uh, T, how's it going tonight? Very good. I can't wait to get started either. Awesome. All right. So as previously said, tonight we will be counting down our top five soap heroes. These are the characters we found inspiration from, we really enjoyed, looked up to, wanted to be. They might have been superheroes or maybe not our traditional superheroes. So they're just the good guys doing the things to save the world a little bit at a time. So with that said, we're going to go ladies first. T, who do you have at number five tonight? Okay, my number five is probably going to be a controversial pick given <laughs> how he left things. But I'm going with Luke Spencer, circa the 90s from General Hospital, because Luke Spencer was always saving people back in the 90s. And I rewatched Luke and Laura's origin story on YouTube years ago before YouTube like started purging everything. And it was perfect. I'm hanging up. Okay. <laughs> That's right. See, honestly, Luke was one of the ones that he's actually on my honorable mentions because I went back and forth with – should I add him or not? Because Luke Spencer was kind of the hero for that show because when, at least when I started, despite the fact that he was kind of a mess, it's Luke Spencer. He is by far probably the most well-known U.S. soap, you know, male in the industry, whether we like him or not, especially yeah. the way it ended. Like you think soaps, the thing that people think is Luke Spencer or Victor Newman or, you know, those are the men that this industry is kind of built around. And whether we like him or not, he, he is kind of a hero, rapist and all. So <sighs> there you go, T. I guess that's, that's a good choice. Uh, Corian, who do you got at number five for us? For me, uh, this is kind of an unconventional choice, too. And even though, especially since like I don't know a lot about the character, which is funny to say now. But um, I put Reva Shane as my number five. Wow. Okay. Only because, um, like, I didn't watch that much Guiding Light, but her storyline with the the clone, that was literally the first yes. soap opera storyline that I can remember, because I was watching it as a kid with my grandmother. And I just remember, like, always, like, just, like, rooting for her, because, like, she went through some, like, she went through a lot. And, like, the fact that she, like she's always been like going through so much like throughout the show and she still has like this incredible legacy. Like, I don't think there's anyone who doesn't love Reva Shane. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like no matter what happened to her, like she's, she was guiding light. And I think that that's incredible. And I think that's something that should be like celebrated. I totally agree. Reva Shane was 
one of the things that kept me watching that show, especially during the end when it was really, really, really hard to watch <laughs> because they basically had handy cams and just running around with the camera up people's nose. But oh Reba Shane God. was literally the reason to tune in because her heroism, despite the terrible storylines, like Kim Zimmer was able to elevate those stories in a way that no real other soap actress on that show really did. And that's not to slam anybody else, but there's something right. special about Kim Zimmer and something special about that role. So and that's I why she's guiding light. Definitely agree that she is guiding light, especially at least maybe not all of guiding light, but she's definitely the later, I'd say eighties on it was oh, yeah. the house that Kim Zimmer built. Uh, oh, for sure. So definitely a great choice. My number five is actually somebody that I grew to love more so recently than I have for a long time. And that is Steve Patch Johnson from Davis of Our Lives. So Patch uh. was always that character that I heard about. And when he came back in 06, it was like, okay, well, here's this guy with a patch on his eye. And he didn't really do much. But... This last year, or maybe year and a half, like I've really grown to be appreciative of what Patch Johnson was to the show during the '80s and the hero that he's become now. Like he is that dad figure for soaps. Like he's the dad, like I think soap kids should want. He's willing to save the day. He's willing to do what he does to protect his family, and also, really, at the end of the day take care of them and sacrifice himself and be that hero for everybody that he cares about. Maybe he does go on adventures or maybe he stays home. He will actually do what he needs to do to help, you know, Kayla out and do what he has to do to help Joey realize, you know what? You actually did kill Ava. You need to pay the price. It sucks. We know it, but you know, you're going to get through it. Whereas, Typically, our soap heroes are like, you know what? Yeah, you killed her, but we hid the body, and it's right. okay. You don't have to pay for the consequences. He's like, no, son, you're, you're struggling with this. Well, let's do the right thing, and let's get past this. And that was something that really was a heroic moment for me because he did the right thing despite the fact that it was the hard road for both Joey and his family. Like, he put so much strain on his marriage with that. right. But he's willing to do it. And then we have the whole fact that he's got like this hidden son that came out of nowhere to deal with. But that's not the problem. The problem was that he did what he needed to do for his family. And I think that's awesome. So that's why Patch Johnson is my number five. Makes sense. Right. I'm here for it. Couldn't agree more. He's actually a little higher up on my list. Very cool. So who do you got? Spoiler. Right. So (laughs) who's at number four for you then, T? Uh, number four, I'm probably going to get mocked for, but I don't care. Uh, I put John McBain because he saved the world oh. on two shows. Oh. <sighs> okay, can <laughs> I hang up now? Because this is like okay. I'll admit, like I liked him on GH, and okay, what why what do you like about John McBain? Give your reasoning. Like I need reasons to make this better, please. <laughs> it's basically just because he managed to always figure shit out on both shows. One Life and GH, he always managed to be the one to solve the problem. And even though I didn't like the character of John McBain, because <laughs> at times I didn't, mm-hmm. and you're right, he was better on General Hospital, the fact that he managed to do it on two soaps, I just, I had to acknowledge that. That's fair. That's you're fine, fair. I guess. I just, I, 
no, I I can't justify that. Whatever, that's your choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with that said, Corian, who who do you have a number four? Are you gonna make me this mad? For number four, I did John Black. The reason why I put him at number four is like he was never like really a huge sort of like factor in my days of our lives experience. Like he's not like one of my favorite characters. He's not one of my least favorite characters. But like you, similar to John McVeigh, like you can't really have like you know a crisis in Salem without John Black there. And like you know that like he's dependable. He's always there. Like even now, now that he's old. He's like old faithful. You know, you know he's got your back. You know he'll help you out. And I'll also never forget that time where it was like 2004 when they had him in the Matrix and he was like doing bullet time while doing fights. And that's inc- that's a hero. Is that not a hero? I'm trying to actually picture that scene. (laughs) It was like, he was like fighting and then it was just like slow motion, the Matrix. And I mean, like, it's just, it was everything that you're probably thinking it is. (laughs) And you know what? John Black, Forrester, Alamein Black, Damara, Brady, Black. Whoever he is. One of the most convoluted characters in soap history. Yep. But. I still don't understand the Roman and John thing. Nobody does. Let's be real. How can this like five foot eight man turn into this six three giant? It's just it's weird. But the cool thing is, John Black is the superhero. He is daytime's equivalent to Jason Bourne, to James Bond, to all of these like superheroes. And you know what? He does it. And that's one thing that Days has going for it is that John Black will always save his doc, and I like that. Very true, very true. So at number four for me, I have somebody that, again, I didn't come to like until really later in their soap time, and that was Philip Spaulding from Guiding Light. So uh-huh. Philip, part of the Four Musketeers, was – a character that I heard about, and everybody was always telling me, dude, you don't know how good Guiding Light was back when the Four Musketeers were on, and you had Philip, and he was, like, this great character. And then I started watching YouTube clips of his, like, stint before last when he was, like, kidnapping children and, you know, doing all these dastardly things because they didn't know what to do with the character. And I was like, I mean, I guess he's all right. But then... (laughs) As the show was actually winding down, Philip came back, and it was before the cancellation notice was given, and he came back, and he tried to save Coop in his very first episode in this terrible, like, red jacket, because he was filming out in the middle of nowhere and switching cars in the middle of the scene. Yeah, this terrible red hoodie, and what was amazing about that scene is they also switched cars, so Coop left to go i think get beth at a church and he left in one car and then the car exploded and it was a different car and (laughs) philip just ran and charged in that hoodie and saved the day and it was from that moment that i was like okay this guy's kind of cool and then they developed it really quickly and he was this hero that was going against what his family wanted to do the right thing and take care of his family and help raise his kids and win the love of his life back and help figure out how to deal with some of these plot-driven messes that had became. And what was awesome was his chemistry with Beth Rains and his chemistry with um, his dad. They played out all of these 
really intricate moments and he was a hero because to me he was somebody to aspire to and i really enjoyed that especially at the end of guiding light where i was looking for anything Anything. to (laughs) like root for philip was the really the shining moment to be like i'm really upset the show's ending because i want to see what this character can develop into so that's why philip's falling will be at my number four Oh, uh, right. It's kind sentimental. of sentimental. Right. Uh, I think you're going to get even, or I'm going to get even more sentimental when we go on with this list. But speaking of T, who do you got at number three? My number three is your number five, Steve Johnson from Days of Our Lives. Wow. Why? Um, He always managed to do whatever it took. And the biggest hero move for me, even though I couldn't stand it when I was watching it, is he was willing to give up the love of his life to save his dying baby brother. When he found out that Jack was sick and that then Jack was his brother, he walked away from Kayla to give Jack the chance to be happy. Aww. Yeah, he's very, like, like John was mentioning before, like, he's very, how do you say, he's very, like, realistic. Yeah. He doesn't, like, like, you know, if you do some crazy shit, like, he's going to let you know and, like, he's not going to you know, be on the bullshit and be like, you know, like immediately jump to covering something up and, you know, trying to to save people's ass in like the shady way. But like, he's very much like, I I understand what you mean by that T. Like, I really get what you mean. But it it does suck to see it sometimes though, because you're like, oh, just come on, just lie a little bit. And it's cool because that's the thing is he's a real person. So like his relationship with Justin, I mean, not Justin, Adrian and Jack and the Brady's there. It's real. Like you don't feel like it's forced or like this character is just in these scenes because he's required to be in these scenes. Right. You feel those relationships and those bonds with his kids, with his family, with his extended family. He's just that real guy. That's like, uh, during the, uh, bachelor party this week, like, those scenes, like, he felt like a real guy. Like, he's just when like... he threw the money? Yes. Yes, he threw the money. He, like, opened his pants. He's like, I mean, I guess that's all right. And just, he like, went for stopped. it. He did. Put dollars for days. Uh, I wonder he, if that was in the script or if that was something he ad-libbed. I feel that's like a it's question. a little bit ad-libbed. That's something I definitely <laughs> want to ask him. But, like, I feel like that's something he's just like, you know what? What would a guy do in this situation? This. <laughs> Bam dollars. Uh, so with that, Corian, who do you got at number three? For me, I have dun, 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 I have Bo Brady. Okay. Days of Our Lives. Uh, Bo Brady, similar to John, he's not like a, he's not like you know my my he wasn't my washing point for Days of Our Lives. He's not my hero per se, but like you can't help but be like, a little inspired when you see Bo Brady, like, out to save the day because you know it's going to get done. And he's literally, like, he's... You know, you might have your Luke Spencers, you might have, um, you know, all those other characters, but I feel like Bo Brady really inspires that hero dynamic and, like, what a soap opera hero really is, or or was, since he's dead now, um, or was, because, like, he's just courageous and he's good and he tries to be, like you know, the best person that he can be. But I think what also made Bo Brady, like, a good hero is that he fucked up a lot. Like, you know, like, he made... All the time. Stupid... Right, like, he he made stupid decisions, and he would, 
you know, do things that might hurt his family and he might say the wrong thing and he might, you know, really mess up certain relationships, but he'd try his best in the end to, you know, make up for it and, you know, do better. And I always thought that was a really cool quality about him because he could very much just have been like a one note character who was good, 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 good. And like, let's do this and you're doing this wrong. And But he was, he was different than that. I agree. So at number three, for me, I've got Bo Buchanan from One Life to Live. He was that goofy cop that went and did the right thing. Like, he had every job imaginable. He was a soap producer. He was, you know, a cop. He, I believe, didn't he work for uh, Vicky at some point doing something for the paper? Like, he did a little bit of everything, but he also put family first. And he, I remember the scene where right around the time Ron Carlovati started, uh, it was Asa's funeral when Bo went to go and arrest Asa and it he didn't want to do it. That was his paw. But you know what? That doesn't mean that his paw was above the law and he was willing to do the right thing and go and arrest his dad. And when he went to go do so, he found him dead. And I will forever remember during the funeral or the funeral episodes, like he went to the barn and like put his hat or his dad's hat there. And it literally like (laughs) bringing me to tears now. And I had only watched one life to live for like a couple of episodes randomly throughout at that point. Like I didn't really know any of these characters or their connections or why they matter to the canvas. It was just a soap funeral and honest to God going by like what I knew of soaps at that point. My thought was, I mean, I don't get why they're like crying about this old guy. He's going to be back from the dead in like two weeks anyways, but (laughs) he took those moments and he, did it and then throughout from that point forward watching his relationship with david vickers watching his relationship with matthew watching his relationship with nora and doing all these different things like Bo was the good guy that yeah he might have finished last sometimes but he was that show's definition of hero and way more worthy of the title than john McBain. but ouch shots fired with that said t who do you who do you got number two my number two is john black oh i love him i have this thing where i always go back and like watch all the days history because that's just kind of my thing and i watched their entire history like his entire story i watched all of it and i think my favorite hero moment of his had to be i think when stefano was holding marlena in Paris, in the cage, and he never stopped looking for her. Kristen, uh. Kristen would try to distract him because <laughs> they, they were dating at this time. And I just remember that, like, she's trying to like flirt with him and be all romantic, and all he can think about is finding Marlena. Yeah, he never gave her a chance. <laughs> Not at all. And I always say that if John's kids hadn't procreated with Brady's. I would kind of want him to go back to being Roman, but since both of his kids procreated with Brady's, that's never going to happen. Oh, yeah, huh? It would have been so much better, but uh, one day we'll get into, I guess, the topic of who the real Roman Brady should be. The answer is not Chris (laughs) Koscheck. So uh, who do you got uh, at number two, Corian? Uh, I have... 
very similar to John Black, I have Marlena Evans. She's just like, I think Marlena is just like a shining example of, again, similar to Bo Brady. Like, I guess she would be like the shining example of like a heroine to me, only because like, she's been through so much shit. Like the amount of times like she's been kidnapped and like that long ass coma she was in and had those babies, you know, put up inside of her and all of that other crazy stuff. Like she's the definition of a true survivor. Like no matter what you throw at Marlena, you know, it might get her down, but she's going to figure out a way to get through it. And I think that's super, super admirable. And, you know, even when she's like being self-righteous, you know, it's, what what really used to bug me about Marlena would be like when she would like nitpick at Sammy or like you know subtly like compare her to Carrie and you know have like those sorts of things that like incites that you know that sister fight that Carrie and Sammy always had but like I used to be like oh my gosh she's so annoying like she thinks she's right all the time usually she's she's right so it's like Marlena is just a character that you want to always just root for like you just feel good watching her that's why she's my number two so good and i agree marlena was really the heroine of days of our lives like she more so than some others has gone through so much but continues to be and she's strong i think that's the bigger thing is like she's not a weak character she doesn't back down the fact that she during the i guess I forget what we want to call it, the Legion of Doom uh, story right. from last year, where she was like, you know what, backup guys, I'm going to bring out my sketch pad, and you right. know, we're going to like solve this, She's and I'm going to get in there. Like I mean, she wasn't going to like run away and hide. She wanted nope. to get involved and help save the day and that was cool because she's john black's ride or die she wasn't going to you know tell him not to do these things does she wish john would not go on so many isa missions at 75 yeah (laughs) she does but But he's gonna do it a partner i got you and that's super cool i feel like though even though she is super strong i feel like it would be a great change of pace just to see her struggle a little bit with all the things that she has been through just to see it, you know, it's it's okay to cry sometimes. Like it's okay to like go through it. Um, and I think we kind of did. We did kind of see that a little bit when she was in the sanitarium. Right. Exactly. That was that was a nice little touch that I saw. I would I would be interested to see if that situation, especially since it's kind of a repeat situation for her, you know, something that she's already been through decades ago. And I believe I it's the of, exact same sanitarium too. <laughs> right. Exactly. I would like to see. Maybe there be, you know, some sort of lingering effect from there. It doesn't have to be anything insane. Marlena doesn't have to become the typical, you know, soap opera crazy woman. But it would be nice to see her, you know, not have to be so strong all the time. Because you you really don't have to be as a person. But we'll see. Yep. So at number two for me, I have from As the World Turns, Jack Snyder. So Jack was kind of my reason for watching that show that snyder family as incestuous and like many of them as they were (laughs) because they populated that entire show i love they were the reason to watch it and jack as carly would always pronounce was kind of the reason to root for him because he was that hero that you know what again he was and i'm noticing a theme to my uh list with a lot of like cops here but he did you know 
he took care of his family. He took care of the citizens of town and he would go on missions and go on things to you know help save the day but he wasn't afraid to bend the rules a little bit if he needed to and that's kind of what made him like a good father and a good like overall hero um as far as as the world turns was concerned so that's why he's my number two Right. So that brings us to the drum roll, please. Number one. So, (laughs) T, who do you got at number one? My number one is Beauregard Brady from Days of Our Lives. His his theme song was holding out for a hero. How could he not be my number one? Very true. And no matter whatever he did, even if it had you yelling into the screen, you always knew he had good intentions. He did that often, though. Like, he, all he, the time. It was very he, easy to get mad at Bo Brady. I got mad at him all the time because he never told Hope anything. Oh, like, my God. Ever. Uh, and it annoyed me so much. I think I really felt, I really start to like, start, started to like Bo a lot. Um, like, seeing his com- his complicated relationship with Chelsea. I always thought that was a really great relationship just to see how like he was kind of torn in between, especially when hope like wasn't so much on team Chelsea after she killed their baby. (laughs) But like, I always thought that was a really, really great dynamic because like you could see that like, Bo was like the character who always tried to do the right thing, but like, he's like, Oh shit. Like, what is the right thing to do in this situation? And I always loved his dynamic with Roman because I felt like he was always trying to do the right thing to live up to the example that Roman set. Right, right, right. I can see that. Very cool. So, Corian, who do you have at number one? Oh, my God. Are you, are you guys ready for this? I'm so excited. Okay. I- my... <laughs> My number one is none other than Teresa Lopez Fitzgerald. She is. It's <laughs> so not where I thought this was going. Teresa I'm so excited. My absolute everything. She is the reason why I started to watch soap operas full time from when I saw her running through the catacombs <laughs> for episodes on episodes in Rome. <laughs> And it was very, just, just very striking to me. And I just knew I had to follow up with this woman. And, you know, just going through my time watching old Passions episodes. I'm on 2001 now. Yes. Um, going through my time watching old Passions episodes. And just seeing that she's always stayed true to herself. Like, no matter how misguided and crazy and, and desperate she might be. Like, she's lovable in the sense that she was always just like, I think it was her ambition and her drive that was always just really admirable to see. Like no matter what, she might have gotten come into money, she might have lost her money. She always wanted the best for herself and for her family, and she would literally do anything for it. And it was just fun to see. And I think she was just it. It was just contagious in a sense. So Teresa, she's my number one. Dude, Teresa, maybe not my number one. But she <laughs> is literally one of the reasons I've watched. I started watching soaps was because of passions. So How could you not root for her? You had to. Her and her destiny, and she was determined. She was bound and determined to get Ethan Crane 
from episode one, she would rant in her monologues for days. And that's it. And that's what was so cool about it It was she was determined. And you said it there. She was always willing to do whatever it took. If that meant marrying Alistair Crane to, you know, killing somebody like Uh she did what she had to do. She went to death row and survived. She would probably go to the pit of hell like she did whatever it took. But it was James E. Riley at his best, and God rest his soul, because that man could tell a story. Yes. Whether it was a good story or a bad story, that man told a story. <laughs> All right. So Very at, true. At number one for me, much like T, I've got Beauregard Brady. Uh, Bo Brady. So I started watching in 06, and literally Bo's relationship with Chelsea, Bo's relationship with Sean Douglas – Bo's relationship with Hope and Billy, like those things were why I loved that show. He was the character I rooted for, and though he didn't do the right thing all the time, he was my hero. The fact that Mm -hmm. he didn't do the right thing was why I enjoyed it so much. Now, was there stupid stuff along the way? Yeah. Let's talk talk about the whole like psychic visions. Let's not talk about anything (gasps) to do with Carly. I'm I sorry. All that. of that is literally the like visions awful. that broke up him and Hope. That was so bad. There's, it was so plot driven and Dina Higley, and I don't want to discuss it. But what Bo did is, he, like, even in his last weeks on the show, mm. you could tell that that was the hero that Soap deserved and not the one that it's got to keep. Uh, the fact that Rafe. holding out for hero, <laughs> yeah, right? We get Rafe. <laughs> like, I went from Bo Brady, who was who had holding out for hero. Like, literally, whenever I think Soap promos, I literally think of him on that bike. And, you know, Bo Brady returns the days of our lives. Can Hope Can be hope far be behind? behind? And I'll yes. cheer every time. But no other character makes me that excited. And honestly, if Bo was to return tomorrow, that would literally be like, I would stay home for work. I would do whatever I had to to literally see Bo Brady back on my screen again. And I firmly believe he'll be back on that show at some point. It's just a matter of when, or maybe I'm just holding out for a hero, but but probably not with hope. (laughs) Probably not with hope. Uh, But that's okay. Cause there's, there's other options for him in town now. Uh, So, with that said, do any of you have some honorable mentions or some extra people that maybe you didn't get a mention that you'd like to mention here? No, I don't. How about you, Corey? I don't. Um, if, if I'm going to be honest, I'm not like a huge supporter of, of heroes. You know, I love my villains, actually. I love my I anti-heroes, too. I kind of had a harder time with this list than I thought I would. It, so did I. It was actually, like, you guys, it was a little bit harder because heroes, well, let's think about it. Why do we watch soaps? It's not for the good guys. As much as, like, we kind of... It's for the complicated people. We root for them, and we're happy that they're there. They're not the reason why, let's be honest, any of us watch soaps. It's because we want to see the dirty, the nasty, the the twisted. We've got, like, other shows if we want to watch heroes. This is... You know, a little bit for the villains. But with that said, I do think that this was a fun list, and I was really happy to uh, count that down. All right, guys. So thank you guys for joining us today for our first episode of Soap Countdown. 
you can send us your feedback on Twitter at Soap Countdown. We will also be linking this around and posting it throughout various social media. Uh, so please send us in your list. We'll also be counting down the top five villains coming up here shortly. So stay tuned for that episode. You can find Corian at Source Corian on Twitter. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. And you can find T over on XO, Tony Roney XO on Twitter. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. And follow me as always at SoapWikiJohn. Until next time, talk to you guys later. Bye. 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 Bye.